Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Got the right where we want it. Prime time on Football Friday. No one comes into our house and pushes us around. 1080 The Fan. How you play today from this moment on is how you will be remembered. This is a Football Friday edition of Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what's up, sports fans? It is a Schultzy and Souk edition of primetime today. Souk's... But there we go. Oh, hey, hey. hey, your mic's on. Good. Well, I, I thought I had the mic on. Uh... I reached to turn it on early, and apparently my fat finger hit the off button and not the on button. That's no, okay. You're you're just foot already out the door. It's your last day before your foot Christmas out the break. door. Feet, feet out <laughs> the door. Feet. I already warned Schultze and everyone else that if you want to see someone not care today, you take a gander right here. I'm ready to go. Let's. I'm in the midst of my Hanukkah celebration right now. Even though Hanukkah is already over, that's okay. Uh, not my Hanukkah. Yeah, each year now I've decided that I'm going to celebrate a new religious tradition. I'm going to cover all my bases. I was thinking about doing the deathbed repentance, like at the end of my life, but I figured this way it's even better, and then uh, like I get all the uh, the benefits. So this year I'm uh, exclusively going Hanukkah, and then next year like maybe I'll do like Kwanzaa and then like a pagan winter solstice thing. So I'm just spreading out. So I'm in the middle of some Hanukkah cheer right now. I'm on vacation after this. I'm going to Canada. Right. Who knows what's happening in the Great White North? I'm fired up. Fired up, you. let's go. Well, I hear you. The holiday season fires me up, too. I've already said I love Han- Hallmark Christmas movies. I love this season. I love all the holiday decorations. It is, I it, get really cheered. In all seriousness, it is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. Um, it, 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 people should be, and I think generally they are, people should be in better moods. Because it's just it's it's the right. one time of the year where, you know, hopefully we can put a bunch of crap aside. And, and, and I mean this. Like, whatever yeah. you choose to celebrate, like tongue-in-cheek, but... One of my, uh, I love Christmas carols. I love, I love Christmas music. I love holiday music. It's funny because I'm not religious, but I love the Jesus songs. Yeah. You give me some First Noel and Hark the Herald. Oh, man, it just, it warms my heart. But my favorite Christmas song is actually a Blues Traveler Christmas song. They did it for a very special Christmas. You know, they do those albums and they do one and it's just called Christmas. And there's a line in there that I absolutely love where he goes through all of the different, you know, if it's if it's uh, if it's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, Harvest, December 25th, he says Christmas can mean anything. And I hope or I, I mean to keep its hope forever near. It's my favorite line. And I always say that every yeah. holiday season, because whatever it means to you, if you're non-religious, if you're Jewish, if you celebrate any other tradition, it's just a great time of the year. I don't think you have to be religious in order to enjoy Christmas. I don't think you have no. to be Jewish to enjoy you know, people and, and, and the celebration of Hanukkah or any other or Festivus or whatever it is. Yeah. I just I, it's, it's a time of the year where, you know, friends, family, loved ones, you gather together. You know, hopefully you have a party or two that you can go to. Hopefully you have some people that mean something in your life. You can gather them around. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It is my absolute favorite time of the year. So um, being my last show from, from me, uh, from my family, anyone that means something to me, to everyone out there, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you choose to, to get into. Hope everyone has a, a wonderful season. And uh, 
it's fun to get to to share with you two donkeys here between you and Will. Yeah, uh, love you cheers. Guys. It's Let's... Will Ortner uh, behind the glass. So technically an O lineman edition of primetime. Will, Merry Christmas to you. I got to ask you, what is your favorite Christmas song? Where we're just we got. I got the holiday feels today. You what should is have your... the holiday feels. I hate it's them all. You're what? not a you're not a Christmas guy. Get the hell out! The I'll farthest the that show I'm myself. gonna go is Mistletoe, <laughs> Justin Bieber, or uh, really? the new Kelsey one. I like the Kelsey's one. No, it's the same song, and it's just sung over and over and over again, and it's annoying. And everyone plays it the minute that it's November first, and huh. it just drives me up the wall. Uh, oh, Grinch, gosh. Will Ortner. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I love Christmas. I get to spend it with my uh, family because okay. apparently everyone in my family is born in December. I'm not even kidding. I've got a birthday party that I'm going to for my little cousin on Saturday. Happy birthday, Hudson. And then I've got four more birthdays, Christmas Eve and Christmas, and then i got another three more birthdays after that. Mm. Everyone is born in Christmas, so I do love the time, and I love to get to spend it with my family. That being said, please don't play Christmas music. Oh, dude, I, I'm, I'm with Schultz on this one that usually by the middle of November, I don't know November 1st, but by November. Nah, that was me. By November 12th-ish, uh, I'm full on. I'm full go. Christmas music in the uh, in the ride, like working out, Christmas music. I got all the the, uh, the Celtic women Christmas. Yeah. I throw on that holiday album, get ready to go to Christmas Town. Let's do it. Love it. Absolutely love. <laughs> and for me, if I had to pick like my, like my favorite old-timey, because, again, I like some of the new ones. But I'm a Hark the Herald guy. Oh, okay. you give you give me like a, a big like Martina McBride or Mariah Carey, uh, you know, someone like Whitney Houston does a great version of it. Well, did yeah. You give me someone like that uh, doing a Hark the Herald with a big gospel choir. Like I used to go down to the grotto sometimes. And, oh, uh, I loved doing. I actually sang there one year. Yeah, and like they got all the different little school choirs or whatever. And yep. you get someone that like, you get a good choir. A oh yeah, big old gospel choir. Oh gosh, it's just it's nothing it's, like it. It's incredible. I was down. I spent Christmas once in uh, Tennessee. Well, actually, twice for a bowl game, and uh, I, I happened to be stumbling by this this great old Baptist church, and they were doing a a, a Christmas celebration. And I wandered in like in like sweats. Yeah, and they were like uh, only white person in the whole thing. Just this big, you know, just huge gospel choir, like right out of Central Casting. And it was amazing. And then they hit Hark the Herald, and I started crying. Aww. It was incredible. People were like, you feel the spirit? I'm like, no, nah, I just love I love the music. This is great. <laughs> like, why is that big, weird white guy back there in, like, BYU sweats? I was like, oh. oh catch me off guard. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. And you're crying, be like, oh, yeah, that's so incredible. sweet. I'd have to go with either uh, written by the great Mel Torme, a Christmas song, so chestnuts roasting on an open fire, yeah. or the beautiful Have Yourself a Merry that's good too. Christmas. Yeah. Either one. Yep. Either one of those. And then uh, please text yours into the Vancouver Ford text line as well. All text to the fan or via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. That's VancouverFord.com 503-8646-FAN if you want to hook up with us on the text line. We can talk Christmas all day. But there's I do- actually a it's, a it's a big day. It is. We got Charger stuff. I was just going to say. The Pac-2 yeah. is for real right now. This is a massive sports day uh, as we uh, get closer to Other Christmas, 80s, so. I said, lining up outside of Reister Stadium right now <laughs> looking for loans. Hey, you guys got some monies? Boy, I'll tell you what, right? It's, if you haven't heard, the, the Pac-2 is alive and well, sitting in that Kratbird seat on a lot of dough right now, giving the rest of the conference the middle finger. Pac-2's got some cash. We're definitely going to hit that up in, in the news as well as probably just spend a whole segment talking about what the Cougars and the Beavers are going to do with hand over fist amounts of money. Well, it's, it's crazy. So if you didn't see, the, the Washington State Supreme Court denied, uh, well, I guess they didn't deny, they just said that they're not going to hear the appeal. And so no stay. That stay is now done. Stay's done. So, yeah. you know, unless, and I haven't seen where this can go to a higher place. I don't know if this is officially the end of it, if they're going to try to file it in, in other states because it involves, obviously, uh, schools from, from multiple states. Yeah. But as of right now, everything that I've read, it seems to to be that the the, the judge in uh, up in in Colfax uh, the, the said that the the Washington State and Oregon State control the conference. That's an effect, and that doesn't just mean for the future. It means right now. It means all the money that was supposed to be distributed to the teams for this year. Washington State and Oregon State control it, and so the question becomes: How spiteful do you want to be? And I mean, Oregon- it's a. I mean, you you were talking about. I mean. Hundreds of millions of dollars now over the course of, of this year and for the foreseeable future. Um, this is this is interesting. I mean, because Washington State and Oregon State can kind of do whatever the hell they want right now. But we also remember that the the judge 
said that no one was going to be able to get over on anyone else, nah. which is kind of weird. Wh- whichever way this swings, somebody's going to get over on another person. Yeah. Or, so, or school. I mean, I, I don't think that this is all just dead in, in, in the water, but it, it sure feels like uh, we, we, we kind of have a, a resolution here, and now it's just a matter of, of how Oregon State and Washington State, the Pac-2, want to handle all this. Well, and frankly, Souk, it makes sense, the resolution that they've come to, at least in my opinion, because at the point, at least according to what the conference bylaws were, as soon as all these schools started to kind of drip away from the Pac-12 and leave to go to other conference, it does state, I believe, in the bylaws that at that point, their voting rights in the boardroom are gone. Their yeah. board seat is rescinded. They well, are no longer in control of any decisions or monies for the conference. They're no, done. They, they screwed up. Yeah. Because the moment that UCLA and USC left, they should have been aware that this was a potential. Yeah. This was a potential catastrophe. And it's funny because it, it doesn't feel like the remaining, or not the remaining, but the, the leaving teams really care about the future stuff. They're more concerned about this year's revenue. And we already found out like a, a week ago that Washington State and Oregon State already blocked the December disbursement of about $6 million for each school. Um, it, it, so it, it kind of feels like the, the schools were saying, hey, give us our money right here and, and, and you guys can kind of keep the other stuff. But it feels like right now that Washington, it doesn't feel it does appear that Washington State and Oregon State don't have to do that if they if they, if they they don't want to. And do you expect them to do that? I mean, they, they got screwed here. So what do you think is going to happen? I, I think, to me, I still think the right thing to do is to give them the money okay. that, that was earned this year. Because remember, that's still for these sports and those athletes that are still trying to compete this year. And you still have all the, the spring sports basketball, stuff to come. Baseball, basketball, all that stuff. Soccer, or any kind of... I'm sorry, I think it yeah, would be pretty... spring sports exist. I think it would be pretty crappy to withhold that money. But also, I, I understand. I understand if you want to go full spite. But, you know, at the same time, do you want to make that uh, your reputation? Do you want that to be on your calling card where... For better or worse, you still have to, to to get along with other teams. You know, if you want to end up in in another conference eventually, if yeah. you're trying to get into the Big Twelve, so I think it would behoove everyone to try to come to some sort of resolution, which is what I've said all along. To me, it made sense of give everyone their money from 2023 that you were slated to to earn, and the moment you leave the conference next year in 2024, everything stops. Washington State, Oregon State, get all of the money. All of the uh, the resources, uh, all of that stuff, the NCAA basketball money that's coming in over the next six years, that's the Cougs, that's the Beavs. Use it to keep yourself afloat. Use it to rebuild the conference, however you choose fit. And that, that to me, seems like somewhat of a fair, equitable situation. Being spiteful and withholding money for this year while you're still playing and you earned that, I think it's a bad look, but I'm also not going to cast any stones because Washington State and Oregon State have been damaged to a point where I couldn't really blame someone for 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 being bitter. I I, I really couldn't, but I, I do. I think it's a bad look and I just don't think going forward you want that on your resume. As you're trying to to get into the ACC, as you're trying to get into the Big 12, as you're trying to bring other teams in, I'm just not certain if you want that to be your rep, but you know, maybe I'm out in left field. I mean, you really think that like a Brett Yormark would ignore them and not bring them into the Big 12 after doing something like this? I personally, I, I'm sorry, Sue, I, I think that that's way off. I don't think that Oregon State has to worry about their reputation. They've got to do anything they can to survive. And if that means, same with the Cougars, grabbing onto more money while you have it. Guess what? Oregon wasn't thinking about your best interest when they left. Yeah, thankfully the schools came together. I think you, you talk about the schools coming together. For me, they've already done that to the max when they, they put the Apple Cup into place for the next couple of years, when the Civil War con- got continued for the next two years. Unfortunately, there's really no responsibility, at least in my mind, for these ADs to work with each other past this point because it's like you almost kind of want to measure when exactly, you know, do the funds stop coming if you're not a board member anymore? Because that's the thing. This court battle is happening because there were no stipulations about money when people left. It's all kind of up in the air. And I don't think Oregon State is being spiteful. I understand that other schools that had money guaranteed to them are missing out on it, but Oregon State and Washington State had a conference home, and now they don't. Just remember that... You and I'm a Duck fan saying you this. You will not survive the way you, you the way you have in whatever new Mountain West. Fair. Right? You're you will be a Mountain West team. Yes. In order to get into a Big 12, in order to get into an ACC, right? Which is you're not getting into the Big 10, you're not getting into the SEC. Yeah. So it's 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 a Big 12 ACC type merger, merger, right? 
you need votes. You need votes for all those things. And I'm just not certain that you want to, and, and, and relationships matter. And I'm not certain that you it's want fair. to get into a demeasuring contest for, let's, let's say you withhold the rest of the money. And let's say that's an extra, I don't know. Just I, I'm trying to remember what it was. I, I think it's like 80 to 100 million bucks to, to be distributed that I think you have control over for this, the, the 20, 23 year. Because yep. some of it's yeah. been distributed, but some of it hasn't. It's a lot of money. It's a, yeah, 80, it's, it's, 80 it's, million. It's tens about, right. of millions of dollars. Yeah. So let's say, for instance, that 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 what 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 could you do with that? Right. Yes, it's it's a lot of money, but it doesn't sustain you for three, four or five years. Right. Again, it helps you rebuild the conference, all of that. But I think you already have that ability to stay afloat. You already have the the, the money that's going to be coming in over the next couple of years uh, from the Pac-12, from the uh, the uh, the basketball contracts, you know, because that money from the NCAA tournament is handed out. Uh, over, I think it's a five or a six year period. So there is significant money, hundreds of millions of dollars that you will control going forward. So I ask, is an extra $80 million, is it worth sticking your finger in the eye of Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado? When, when ultimately your survival, the way you want it, uh, to be in a, in a power five is going to be dependent on getting into some form of the big 12. I'm just not certain that the short term money that you would gain from that is worth kind of making already a bad situation. Um, more contentious. They always say this, like when, whenever I got cut in the NFL and I got cut in the NFL a lot. Yeah. And sometimes it was pretty crappy. I once came in from practice and my stuff was in a trash bag. That was fun. That is awful. I, I was asking the guy next to me, I was like, um, I don't think that's good, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I had to go talk to someone, and they're like, yeah, we forgot to tell you. Jeez. And I was like, well, why did I practice? They're like, yeah, you didn't have to do that. And I was like, cool. That's that's awesome. So if you would have gotten injured, it would have been And you know how time. desperate I wanted to go tell them to go Leap blank off, themselves? Yeah. And Tom Nalen, longtime center for the you know multiple Super Bowl champ, he pulled me aside, and he said, you smile and say thank you. Because... You, you don't burn bridges. Yep. You don't leave on a bad note. And you know what? Like three weeks later, the Denver Broncos brought me back. And it's, it's just one of those things. And, and, and when other teams call, you, you don't want someone calling the Broncos and being like, dude, that guy's an ass. Yeah, that's fair. So it just that's, that's my only thing. I understand that you got screwed. I understand it's a bad beat. I'm just not certain that you want to. You don't have to, to be all fair and everyone gets equal shares. You know, like, like going forward, anything after this year, it's yours. You keep it. Do whatever the hell you want with it. I personally think it's a bad look and it's a bad idea to go scorched earth, spiteful, because I think it helps you in the short term, but not that much, and I think it could potentially hurt you in the long run. Well, now that I think of my own history, the one time that I've been fired from a big job, I said thank you for the opportunity and walked out, even though my boss expected me to go guns a-blazing. So you're right, it might be the smart move here. All right, gents, let's get right into other sports. Uh, We've got way more to talk about with the Pac-12 and the decision by the courts to allow the Cougars and the Beavers to hold on to those funds. But we also have to go some post-mortem on Thursday Night Football last night. And Brandon Staley, anybody spot him uh, at the blackjack table somewhere? I would have just stayed OJ wasn't getting on that plane. I, I would have just stayed in Vegas if I were him. He gone. He gone. So we'll talk about the Chargers finally moving on for Brandon Staley. Of course, we got the club coming up. Hugh Offill from Alenega. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. To Join us at 3.30. Story time with Joey. Since it's Friday, that's happening at 5.30. But coming up next, we'll do a post-mortem on Thursday Night Football. Absolute beatdown by the Raiders over the Chargers and the firing of Brandon Staley. That's coming up next on a Schulte and Suka of primetime on 1080 The Fan. 
This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Let's get right into your poll question brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. And, of course, the poll question, are you surprised, listeners of 1080 The Fan? It has to do with the firing of Brandon Staley. (laughs) Goodness gracious, the Chargers were terrible last night, so this is the poll question. Should an owner be forced to sell their team after 10 straight losing seasons? Here are your three options. Yes, no, or impossible <laughs> costs too much. Because I understand that the value of franchises for sports are, are just going, you know, three, four, five billion dollars. You're going to have to go find yeah, the Saudis. The, the, yeah, the legality of <laughs> that. Might, some cash. The legality of that might be uh, problematic. I'm trying to think, like, they, uh, I mean, I mean, there are clauses where you can make uh, people sell teams, but it is... Uh, it is rare. <laughs> I just think you're 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 right. It is very very rare that you have a a Donald Sterling. You have to you have to get caught with some uh, some clever language. Uh, losing won't get you booted, Donald Sterling, but cement bombs probably will uh, will get you out of there. Yeah, what an idiot and uh, and an ass. So uh, we know that, but obviously uh, the Spanos family, I think, are being called idiots and asses, maybe in different ways, just because of the lack of of a decision on Brandon Staley for so long, finally doing it. But I don't know. I think a lot of fans thought that they, that family waited too long to make a change well, even after Anthony Lynn. Well, it's a, it's anytime you have bad ownership. I'm like, like Bill Belichick's name has, has been tossed out there for, for the, the chargers job. And, you know, we've seen what bill can do with a quarterback and, and that's a very attractive job. Like, when yeah. you have when you have a, a an elite uh, tackle, when you have an elite receiver, an elite quarterback, um, you know, elite D end, an elite DB. I mean, there's a lot to like about the Chargers, but to me, what makes a job really attractive is do you have good ownership? Because if you don't have good ownership, it's it's really hard to get out of um, it, it's really hard to overcome bad ownership. And it sucks in, in in sports, but most of the time when you look at successful teams versus teams that wander in the wilderness year after year after year, it usually just boils down to that. It all trickles down from the top, and and the Chargers are the Chargers are a mess. I think it's one of the worst run franchises in the NFL. They moved to L.A. Uh, and they shouldn't have um, because they don't nope. have they don't have fans in their own their own city. They're beyond irrelevant. They're incredibly cheap. Um, but I mean, look, they, they did the right thing here. I don't know if I've ever seen a team fold quite like the Chargers did last night. That was I mean, incredible. You took a Raiders team that had scored zero points, zero, the week before. And you were down, what, 42 nothing at the half? Yep. I mean, and I get turnovers and, and all that. I mean, games can get away, but 42? I mean, that, that's just, that that is the definition of a team looking at your coach and saying, we don't care. We are walking, we are, we, this is a, this is our protest. We're, we're walking away from this. And so, like I knew, I, I didn't think he would. He was going to make it past the night, and he really didn't. I mean, they fired him this morning, but it was a forty-five minute flight home. Exactly. So I, I'm assuming I mean, they're just I like, mean, all right, we'll get you home, but you're done. But well, I mean, the reports were coming out last night that, that they were yeah. they were moved on from then the, this morning, and the GM got the axe too. So yes, at least at least you're going to do. Uh, and, and by the way, their GM hadn't done a terrible job. Again, it's it's a good roster, but again, I I appreciate the fact that this is a clean slate, and and hopefully you're going to give the next people some autonomy and. On its face value, this is the best job that's going to be available in the NFL. Hands down. But I, 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 I'm not certain that it will draw the best candidate. So, I, like, whoever you think, whether, you know, whether it's, it's Bill or whether it's Ben Johnson or, you know, whoever you think is the, uh, you know, the, the, next, the next best hire, the next McVeigh, whoever mm-hmm. – Whoever is going to be the top candidate, you would think that the Chargers would be a slam dunk for that guy. I'm not certain that they are because you do know stepping in, you are. It's a bad franchise. It's a bad franchise with a crappy home field, without good fans and bad ownership. And I'm not. I'm not certain that someone that has all the options would want to jump into that head first. You may have to. Um, you may have to take a, a, a lesser. 
a lesser candidate, someone without the the bona fides. Yeah, a, that's a, a younger sort of uh, uh, stretch on a guy. That's gonna be tough for Dean Spanos because yeah, the last three guys. I mean, you go back and look at their history after Norv Turner, and, and once again, yeah, I feel like the firing of GM uh, Tim Telesco is simply so the next GM can actually get his own guy. Like you said, give them some autonomy. They don't really want the current GM who has built a decent roster choosing the next coach. But you go back and look, and, and past Norv Turner, I, I mean, I know he had a couple of bad years before they fired him and went on to Mike McCoy, but it's been kind of sporadic success here and there and never anything sustainable for that team so so you kind of wonder like okay so many years of bad decisions from the owner's suite like this is this is costing your franchise millions of dollars the move initially cost your franchise millions of dollars right so where do you go from here if you're the Chargers? Like you said, you're already leaning on essentially a second or third tier guy, maybe maybe taking a risk on a coordinator, which is literally what they did this time. I mean, Brandon Staley had no well, no Anthony, no track record. And as Anthony a head Lynn coach. was Anthony Lynn was the same thing. Exactly. And, and and most coaches do you go down that road. Very you know, you do have some Sean Paytons or when a Gruden's out there. Of course. Something like that. You know, if like if uh, if Mike Tomlin somehow were to get fired or Vrabel, which isn't gonna happen, you know, like those guys would get snapped up. But for the most part it's it's coordinators. And so when you look at um like Dan Quinn will probably be a head coach uh in the near future. Uh maybe Eric Bieniemy in Washington is a guy that that you know Yeah, he's popped up. Yeah, has popped up again. I, I think Ben Johnson um uh, Don't look it, at Josh McDaniels. I'm kidding. Is is one that's <laughs> no, out there. I'm trying to no think way. of uh, of who outs there. Uh, Callahan, who's the, well, both coordinators for the Bengals. Oh yeah. Um, Lou and uh, Lou, the defensive coordinator. Uh, Lou is it? Uh, Anna, uh, God, how, what was his last name? Um, it's, it's Lou something other. It's like Lou Anima or Anamaro or or whatever it is. Uh, Quinn in uh, Dallas. Yeah. So like whoever. Dan Quinn, whoever yeah. these these coaches, right? Most of the time, it's it's going to be a coordinator. That's usually where the the, the coaching, you know, kind of ranks come up. Um, I would assume I would assume that the Chargers take an offensive guy. I'd be shocked if it's a guy like like Dan Quinn having two defensive guys in a, in a row. The fact that you have a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert, you it needs to be an offensive guy. You have to pair Justin Herbert at this point. So I, I think you take the Dan Quinns of the world and they're off the table. You go hire the best and brightest offensive mind. And to me, if the Chargers, you just uh, you, you take Ben Johnson and, and you go, you take a sack of cash or, or Callahan in Cincinnati and what he's done with, with Burrow and what he's done uh, with Jake Browning the last couple weeks. You know, and, and you don't have to pay those guys 10 million bucks. You probably can get them at, at five. And the Chargers haven't been known to, to to necessarily pay the freight for the for the big guys, and, you know. It's look at what uh, um, like what's been done in, in Indy yeah. by going out and and you look at what Steichen. I mean, like you get a bright offensive mind, and uh, and Callahan in Cincinnati I, comes from the 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 McVay tree because uh, uh, Zach Taylor, you know, go do something like that. You know, I Brian Johnson was a name that was popping up the old Utah quarterback. But, oh yeah, but you know the Eagles' offense has been sputtering lately. But I'm not sure if that's his fault. But you just you probably have to hire the GM first, right? You go hire your GM, and uh, it needs to be a GM coach, you know, combo, kind of like what the Niners did with Shanahan and Lynch. Go find a GM and a coach that want to work together that can continue to kind of elevate this roster. But it's a roster that doesn't need a massive overhaul. It really doesn't. You just need some health. And some good coaching, and you would think that the Chargers within a year can be a, a a contending team. Absolutely. You look back to 2014, though, and that's why I ask our poll question. It's just a couple years of random success. So our poll question, please go vote. Should an owner be forced to sell their team after 10 straight losing seasons? Yes, no, or impossible. Costs too much. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I just wish there was relegation or something like that, but maybe we can dive more into uh, the situation for the Chargers and who they're going to be going with as their next head coach. But we got to get to Hugh Offill from a A. He's going to be coming on giving his betting picks for bowl season this weekend starting up. We'll hear from Hugh in a second, but first, Duke. brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome back. A Schultzy Souk edition of Primetime here on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. Sailing into the Christmas holiday and sailing into bowl season. So let's bring on Hugh Offill, the director of ALNA Sportsbook, for a segment we call Hugh Betcha. Happy Friday, Hugh. Merry Christmas. Of course, an exciting weekend coming up. Uh, hope you're well. I'm sure you're very, very ecstatic to watch the start of bowl season. You must be up to your ears in action heading into the holiday, my friend. Oh, yeah, it, it's great. And all the same to you. Merry Christmas to all of you, and, and hopefully everything is great for you. Uh, yeah, crazy going into this bowl season of just not having any idea who's playing and who's not, who's in the portal, who's not, who's going to sit down because they think they can go to the NFL. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of fun, but uh, – yeah, just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's the part that kind of freaks me out. Like, I'll, I'll put some flyers on because to, why else would you be watching Miami versus Appalachia State? But it is hard. I saw that there's over 400 kids that won't be in their team's bowl games because of the transfer portal. There's 40-something wow. that won't be in their team's bowl games because they've opted out and they're, they're going to try to go to the NFL. And I think there's yep. 60 coaches, not all head coaches, but position coaches and coordinators over 60 coaches that won't be participating in the bowl game or are participating in a bowl game and have already taken positions other places when their bowl game's done so it's so weird because when you see like you see georgia versus florida state but it's not georgia versus florida state i I don't it's some version of them but it's not the team that we saw all year oh yeah it's it's not even not even close i mean how much effort do we really expect for you know florida state to give because you know (laughs) i i had even read that at some point, they thought about just boycotting the bowl because they didn't get into the, uh, you know, the, the the semifinals. You know, the last two games uh, of the playoff. And yeah, you're right. There's so many from coaches to players. I mean, heck, you even have in one of the uh, semifinal games, Texas's backup quarterback, I yeah. guess, has already entered <laughs> entered the portal. So we're down to you know third string, which uh, uh, Manning's back behind. You know, got to be the second string guy now. It, it is unbelievable. And you're right, how the attitudes of how do the players want to go get it? Do they want to prove something or do they just, you know, hey, it's nice to go down here and they have a little break. Uh, But it's really hard to decide from a wagering point of view of what you do. Does it help or hurt then books (laughs) when, because we're all going to bet anyways, does it help or hurt this kind of uh, apparent lack of clarity when it comes to, to making these things, or is it just the lines adjust and, you know, it is what it is. It, it, the lines will adjust. I mean, it's tough from, from a, you know, when I go down and I try to figure out these lines and now I'm having to go three and four deep to figure out exactly how these players are, you know, it, it, it just, it makes it really difficult. So, you know, we will put a line out there and then see where the public takes it. You know, you can kind of see where the action takes it, and then we'll kind of adjust from there. But you, you're really, you know, I'm really wary of what's going on. Is there too much action on one side? Uh, and that, that's really all I can do is just because there are so many unknowns. Uh, Hugh, I'm fascinated, you know, by how sports betting works. And one of the thoughts that came into my mind during the three nothing absolute beatdown that the Vikings had on the Raiders was the over under total and all the money coming in before the game. Can you kind of explain how it goes watching that and what is what is happening in your mind as you see what I think was a 40 and a half point over under end at three historically terrible and all at the same time, pretty interesting to watch. Very interesting to watch. I mean, and from the lines that I made and then what, you know, what was out there, you know, I, you would have had to have figured, I mean, just from every formula that I use, there's no way I'm thinking three, nothing. I mean, I, I, I thought, is that a typo? Is something wrong? You know, I'm going to ESPN and then I'm, you know, looking on CBS Sports <laughs> and saying that this, this score can't be, I go to NFL.com and I go, it can't be three, nothing. It can't possibly be like this. Um, it, that's just one of those rare occasions where you get uh, both defenses played well, or you have many, many errors. Uh, it's just one of those odd oddities that happens to show up uh, 
in some of these games. Are you taking a lot of action already on the uh, the, the the two semifinal games, or is it kind of more wait until the, the games get a little bit closer and then uh, and see the rush? We have a well, we because we can only take action on one. Oh yeah, yeah, no the, Washington semifinal game, no Washington. Uh, I, in other markets, we're seeing um, you know I'm seeing a it's probably fifty fifty between Texas and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, more action right now on Alabama. The you know where we opened one and a half, Michigan one and a half. We're down to pick them now, so it, it will be you know that that pretty much is is the way that game is going. Texas and Washington, like I say, I've looked at a few other markets and and talked with some friends of mine, and it's been pretty much even action on both sides. A couple NFL games I wanted to look at, Hugh. Uh, it, it's a big line. The Chiefs are visiting the Patriots. It's a 10 a.m. Sunday kick on Fox. Uh, Kansas City, an eight-point favorite on the road. Can you help me out there? I want to place my money on Kansas City, but eight's one of those numbers that gets me a little nervous. It does. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it is a tough game. New England's defense has played very well, but their offense is, is dreadful. Uh, I think that that's where it, it comes down to. Do we figure, you know... It, it, from a line's point of from a line point of view, I mean, I made it like nine and a half, and it, it is it is one of those things where again, I, it, the Chiefs' defense has played very very well, and I think that that's what you know it, it will lead into them being an eight and a half point favorite. Yes, you know it is a it is a big number, but the biggest thing is is you know in my mind as a better take my the odds making away from it, it, you know do I think that they can win by ten points? Absolutely, I think they can win by ten points. The other one, too, is help me out. Why is Atlanta only favored by three? I know Atlanta isn't great, but am I missing something? Because Carolina, to me, is historically bad. They are historically bad. I, I, I went back over that game a few times, and every time I came, you're right, I came up with Atlanta, much bigger, a much bigger favorite than three. Uh, Atlanta's defense has played really, really well against every you know everybody that they've played. Defensively, they have played well. Um, I, I I can't put my finger on, you know, everybody that has played for Atlanta has been, you know, as fine as still, is still playing. Nobody is, you know, significant as out. And you're right. Carolina's offense is absolutely dreadful. I mean, Bryce Young, it's just, it's just a really tough dynamic of what he's going with because it's just growing pains. He's got to get used to it, but I agree with you. I, I, uh, it, it looks almost too obvious, but you know, I made Atlanta like an eight point favorite. So I'm like, well, man, I don't know what I'm, Missing, but uh, I agree with you. It, uh, to me, it seems way too low. All right, Hugh, uh, what is uh, Hugh's pick of the week and the public bet of the week, good sir? Well, right now, let me double check here. The, 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 the public is all over the Rams this week, minus the, minus the six and a half. Um, really, which I guess is because the commanders are just the commanders. They yeah. aren't very good. Uh, my, pick of, my pick of the week, it probably you're going to think that I'm absolutely nuts. But uh, um, I, I think that I would, you know, God, and I hate Denver. But uh, I thought yeah. about them. But no, I'm going to come. I'm going to come back to probably the Jets plus the eight and a half or nine to whatever you can get it at close to game time. Defensively, they played really, really well. Uh, I think last week was just one of those weird things where you know Stroud for Houston got hurt. I mean, and he banged his head hard. But I think it, you know the, the Jets have played a lot of quality teams, and defensively they've kept it close. Yeah. Uh, so I think I would be inclined to take the Jets plus the points. Yeah, I mean the the Dolphins are, are I think down three offensive linemen. Hill is a game time decision; isn't going to practice at yep. all. And uh, yep. yeah, I, I I was a little surprised that, that number was that high too. And and actually, the public is actually betting Miami, which makes me feel oh, even better wow. that of my decision. Uh, it's just it's really Shocking. tough when you have to. Two division foes like that, and you're going to give up nine points like this. And, and again, Jets defensively have stopped a lot of really good offenses, you know, and, and being as I'm going to, you're going to give me nine points, i got to take it. Well, Hugh, I appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Hope you do have some time to spend with the family and get some good bets in. All those people got to get up to A because there's some great games to watch this weekend. Thanks again, Hugh. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Merry Christmas, Hugh. That is Hugh Offill from ALNA Sportsbook, the home for college and pro football fans. It is too weird. Uh, look at that. That that Lions-Bronco one, I do think, because he, he, he mentioned that. I keep an eye on that, too. Um, you know, the Broncos, even though they, they lost um, last week, the Broncos have, have been playing good football. Yes, I, think they they had, I think they had won five in a row um, and, and beaten some good teams, including, like, the Bills and the Chiefs. And the Lions... <laughs> Starting to wonder. I love my my fight, Dan Campbell's, but um, boy, I'm starting to wonder if maybe Detroit wasn't a little bit of uh, some fool's gold. 
And so I, I, I mean, you're you're getting. I think it's a four and a half. I think yeah. you're getting some points there. Russell Wilson. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's on a come up. I'd keep an eye on that. I don't, I don't think that's a, that's a bad line either. Making me want to throw a couple of units all right, uh, on that one. All right, let's shift gears into the unfolding uh, Draymond Green drama in the association. Warriors coach Steve Kerr has responded, and I'm salty about it. You're listening to Primetime on 1080 The Fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Well, Draymond Green sucks. He's a jerk and not really a nice person, in my opinion. He can act all soft off the court however he wants to and, you know, talk in really, really low tones and quietly and say, I apologize for, you know, hitting Yusuf Nurkic in the face. I, I, I don't usually apologize, but I do for things I didn't intend to. Stop, stop, stop. You're a jackass. This has been long overdue, and you can already tell I'm a little bit salty about this, Sue. What? Uh, you? know? No way. Oh, you're not fired up at all. Me getting fired up about you, something sports-related? little ball of anger in some wraparound Oakleys. <laughs> and a McDonald's <laughs> faux hawk, according to you. You're just, ah, oh, man. Merry Christmas to you, what? too, you jerk. Were you not wearing 7th grade gym teacher Oakley's today? I, just customized Mariner Yes, 7th grade gym teacher Oakley's. So Mariner's my accurate was, was... Be nice. My, I'm, I was merely stating facts. Hey, <laughs> thankfully, salesman Joe Fisher was out there to defend me. He said, dude, if they're baseball glasses, which they are... <laughs> They're okay. I'm not just trying to rock like the big ski goggles or whatever. Chelsea's playing center field in a hell pickup game later on. Out there flagging, <laughs> flagging, uh, shagging flies. Hey, I, I Willie, Willie Mays Hayes style. I have no trouble admitting, as a chubby white guy, I wish I were playing center field. And maybe that's why I'm so salty about Draymond Green because I'm not making thirty million dollars a year out there being able to act like a bee. But but that's <laughs> that's kind of the issue. And I want to get into a little bit of this. Of course, if you've been living under a rock, Draymond Green, forward for the Golden State Warriors, was suspended indefinitely by the NBA for his punch to the face, slap to the face, whatever you want to call of Yusuf Nurkic on Tuesday night. Uh, looks like the whole team has come out and responded to the media. Steve Kerr uh, came out today as well, responding publicly. So let's hear what he has, has to say. And uh, I've got a few things to say uh, after that. This is about his life. This is about um, someone who I believe in, someone who I have known for a decade, who I love for his loyalty uh, his uh, commitment, his passion, uh, his love for his his teammates, his friends, his family. We're trying to help that guy um, because the one who, uh, you know, grabbed Rudy and choked Rudy, the one who took a, a wild flail at, at uh, Yusuf, uh, the one who punched Jordan last year, um, that's... That's the guy who has to change, and he knows that. Um, everything before that, over a decade of play, what, what are we really talking about, right? We're talking about, you know, getting ejected for yelling at the ref or throwing mm, a ball. More than that. But you look at the past year and what's happened. It's clear he, he needs the opportunity to change, and that's what an indefinite suspension gives him the opportunity for. Okay, I, I like some of the response from Kerr, but shocking here, Souk. I, I'm still in the camp of it being a little bit too late from him. And frankly, I find it ironic that it, it's all of this contrition and tough love, whatever you want to call it, on the same day that Chris Paul, or I guess the, the day after Chris Paul get, gets a flagrant for elbowing somebody in the face on the other team. Look, I, I get why some people are, are, are a bit uh, Sprague was pretty salty today on the on, on, on the morning show well, about good. kind of the sympathy coming Draymond's way it's like they're trying to flip the script and make it yeah. feel like you should feel bad for Draymond and he's you know going through some things and he's using his quiet voice I call it the Garth Brooks voice you know when you want to Kind of bring it down an octave or two, and really, you know, talk about someone and you know, sensitive, sensitive. Like when we talk about Chelsea's wraparound Oakleys, you know, we 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 go low because we're trying to, you know, we're trying to sympathize with the person. But it, it, like, I think some of this is 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 ridiculous because it's it's who Draymond Green is, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's going to change. 
anyone that's played and that is is played with someone that's like this or has been that someone uh, themselves and I, I don't remember who it was but someone was coming out today and was one of the one of the uh, an NBA guy uh, a scribe was god I wish I could remember it was one of the national guys basically said that Draymond's going to come back he'll reoffend and he's done he said this you, you won't change your stripes and and, huh. and and to be honest when you look through the the, the past uh, at sports these guys usually don't change it's who you are. Yeah. At, at the time you're 33, um, you usually don't make any sort of sweeping changes. Draymond Green has been this way since he was at Michigan State. Draymond Green was was getting into scuffles and fights at Michigan State. He's been in a bar fight with Tristan Thompson and slugged him once at a, a club. A little disingenuous when Steve Kerr says nothing happened the last 10 years. You know, but at the same time, so, that, so that's not going to change. And I don't care what sort of counseling he goes back to. I believe that he's going to do something like this again. I think he'll try to be on his best behavior. But Bob Knight couldn't stop himself from from grabbing students. And, uh, you know, Burfitt couldn't stop himself from headhunting people. Antonio Brown couldn't stop himself from being a jackass. And Draymond Green isn't going to be able to stop this. But at the same time, Draymond Green is not the world's worst human being. He's not. Like, I, I, so I, I do think that there's, like, there needs to be some context here. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the the Jordan Poole one is bad. The, the Jordan Poole one is the is the legit bad one. But at the same time, Jordan Poole shoved him. And I'm not saying that he was justified in, in what he was doing, but if you think that that's the first time that, that someone's been shoved and thrown a punch, and I somewhat relate to this because if you push me, I'm going to punch you. And it's a character flaw that I have. No, I, I've I, talked I about this. That's legitimate, I, I have done things uh, to teammates in, in my – and I, I've told some of these stories that I, I'm not proud of. That twenty year old me, if 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 I was when I was playing, if you pushed me, you were going to get punched, even if I deserved it, even if I was the one in someone's face. If you shoved me, you were going to get hands thrown at you. Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr. That's the greatest. That's the greatest basketball player of all time. And and why did Steve Kerr get punched? Because he he disagreed with Jordan. I believe he shoved him. And Jordan drilled him. So while yes, Draymond Green is a jackass, and Draymond Green uh, is is a, is a is an edgy person. Draymond Green does not get arrested. Draymond Green is not beating his kids. He's not beating his wife. He's not the worst teammate of all time. Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr all have wonderful things to say about him. Jordan Poole doesn't. But not many people have wonderful <laughs> things to say about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's That's a colossal douche, right? So, like, two things can be true at the same time. That, yes, Draymond Green is a jackass, and he needs to be careful he's going to find himself out of the league. But some of the pearl clutching that's going on right now, saying that Draymond Green's the worst thing that's ever happened in sports, and that he assaulted Yusuf Nurkic, first off, Yusuf Nurkic, stay on your feet. If that punch knocks you down <laughs> and you roll around on the floor, you're a bitch. We all know he's soft, That's though. ridiculous. He is. He's he a didn't, He didn't Rudy Tomjanovich him. I guess that would Kermit Washington. Like that, like the Jordan Poole one, look, you get punched like that and you go down, sure. That's a re- Dude, he got he got hit with like a, a wrist, an open-handed wrist on the side of his head. I mean, come on, Yusuf. That's not, you didn't get hit with a Hagler. You didn't get hit with a Mike Tyson hook. Get up off the ground. So, like, it, let me just, if Yusuf Nurkic doesn't go down, right, if he doesn't fold like a pair of twos, and it sounds like I'm defending Draymond Green, and I don't want it to. For but sure. I'm, but I'm asking a legitimate question to, to both of you. If Yusuf Nurkic does not fold like a pair of twos, and he he gets hit in the, in the side of the head and takes a step back and like puts up his hands and is like, what the hell, or shoves Draymond, are we having this conversation? No, absolutely not. He's suspended probably for, for two games. I don't know about that. It's the way that his, his hands, no. the way they flailed around, Dude, it was egregiously obvious. People get hit with elbows in the NBA all the time that are a thousand times worse than what happened there. We had the reaction because, yes, it was a, a weird open-handed windmill stoner punch sort of thing you see at like a ska concert. But it's because Yusuf Nurkic went down and rolled around on the floor. Should he have done it? No. Is it there a place for it in the game? No. Should he be suspended? Yes. Did he murder Yusuf Nurkic? Did he did he just turn around when Nurkic wasn't looking and drill him in the face and break his nose? No. There needs to be some context. He's not Hannibal Lecter. He's a jackass whose time on the court is drawing it's drawing dim because his benefit is outweighing the the usefulness. Or I guess I guess the the, the trouble is starting to outweigh the usefulness. But he's been doing this for years and years, and no one's made a capital case out of it. And now, all of a sudden, because of that, now it's like he's the worst person. Some of it is a bit much for me and a bit pro-clutchy that he has to go to counseling, and he has to figure out who he is. And I love Draymond, and we have to use this quiet voice. Can we grow up a little bit here? 
can we can we grow up and just have some honest conversations? And the truth of the matter is, we're just sick and tired of Draymond Green, but he's not murdering anyone, and he's not going to go away for a week and come back as an entirely different human being. Fights happen in sports, and this is where a lot of people are getting to see this the ugly side of sports. You've been in fights. I've been in fights. I'm sure if we talk to anybody else who played at any level, I've been of in fights on the, on the court. Yeah, athletic competition. You've gotten into fights. There are some guys that play right on the edge, and this is a dude who plays right on the edge, and he punched another dude who everybody knows is soft, and he flailed around on the ground. It's not a big deal. He should be suspended indefinite. I don't think so because he's a multiple-time offender, probably double digits, probably 10, maybe 12. I think the NBA is doing this cowardly thing with this, Uh, you know, the indefinite thing. Hit him with the 15-20 games. Cost him a couple million bucks. Dude, sit your ass down until February. And I would say you do it again, you're done. See, I, to me, that it's a simple thing. Don't give me all this counseling crap. Be like, look, you know what you're doing. Get your ass together. We're tired of it. Here's your 20 games. Here's your 15 games. You do it again. You're done for the season, including the playoffs. And if that doesn't get his attention, then nothing will. Because this counseling thing that you're doing and that he needs to get help and that he needs to Grow up. Grow up. All right. Just everyone needs to grow up. All right. But the way that you guys are talking about it, it seems like it's more based on this one incident. That there was a whole, like, 10 years of behavior that, that we're trying to discipline him for. So I, I know that we're up against it, and we can dive more into this in the 4 o'clock hour. So you know what? Yeah. Let's continue to break down this whole Draymond Green mess in Golden State. I'm still salty about it. we got to get to the Dodgers cashing in already on their signing of two-way star Shohei Otani as well. That's next on a Schulte and Stuka edition of Primetime on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 